You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. songs of angry men <laughs> do you hear the, the people, people sing singing the songs of angry men it is the music of a people who will not be slaves again when the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums there is a life about to start when, when tomorrow, tomorrow comes you know did you see that late miz movie did I you did like it i did see the late miz movie uh i liked you know i no i got to i got to say no yeah. and here's why so they did a, they did an admirable job of of uh, I think bringing production it. Wise, yes, it yes. was gorgeous for the most part. Although, what's with that fucking director? Like, so much of that movie was setting up a camera on a tripod with a crazy wide angle lens uh-huh. and just letting the people sing, letting the people sing, singing the songs <laughs> of angry men. It's the music um, of a people that will not be slaves again. <laughs> these are all true things. I um, dreamed a dream of days gone by. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I I superstar. I appreciate it. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's a different one altogether. Yeah, I was like, we're not even at the same musical anymore. <laughs> I appreciated uh, what it was attempted to do. I love that musical. That's probably my favorite Broadway big stage musical. Yeah, t- it, it always goes between uh, oscillates between that and Phantom and, and but, Starlight Express. But in my, uh, I was going to go Cats, but sure, <laughs> Cause you can't get enough of a musical about a train. Uh, wait, oh, Starlight Express. That yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was, yeah, was that, and roller skating. That was that was the clip that I sent you and Jason Cox last week. Oh shit, I didn't, even, I didn't get around to oh, watch. You didn't when watch did you that? send it to me? Oh no. yeah, I totally sent you that clip, and I was like, I totally want to spoof this on the web series. Oh, <laughs> where it's like these two people dressed up, they look like trash cans, but they're singing about like finding the power inside of you. What the fuck? It's amazing. But the the reason I bring up uh, Les Misérables, yes. is because it's a perfect segue into the movie that we're talking about today. <laughs> because it starred Hugh Jackman. Okay, all and, right. And the film that we're talking about today uh, is uh, is Swordfish uh, that came out in two thousand one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And uh, this is where we come to talk about movies. Uh, oftentimes. More often than not, they are kind of horrible movies, uh, but sometimes they are undiscovered gems or mm. underappreciated, and uh, whatever the case may be, we will watch them and then come here and discuss them in this forum and, you know, ask for your feedback. And yes, today we are talking about Swordfish. Now, this is the film, it was um, it was kind of, it hit right after the first X-Men movie. Yeah. And so people were kind of excited about this, you know, it, it, it teamed Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry yeah. back up with each other, Wolverine and Storm back up with each other, and John Travolta, who... People, I think, were kind of sitting on a fence. Yeah, with. we were still we were riding high from Pulp Fiction. That was his big resurgence. I think resurgence. we were well after Pulp Fiction. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I'm saying like directly yeah. after Pulp Fiction, we were. We had, oh, this guy can do no wrong. Where has he been all these years? Mm. We've been neglecting him from film. Right? We need him in our lives. And then this is this is this is after he did Battlefield Earth. This is yeah, this and everybody is after was Battlefield like, Earth. oh, we remember why now. <laughs> this <laughs> he is, doesn't know how to say no. Look who's talking. <laughs> right? And was that phenomenon? Him? Yeah. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. What about Broken Arrow? How do you feel about Broken Arrow? Oh, it was Christian Slater. Christian uh-huh. Slater. I don't know why I said that like Sean Connery. <laughs> or, or Johnny Carson. John Travolta and Christian Slater. Some wild and crazy stuff. <laughs> uh, I did not see that, actually. Oh, you didn't? No. So okay. I, not, I wish I could give you a... Not I, missing much. There's a black hole there in the uh, late 90s, early early aughts, where, yeah. uh, where I missed a lot of those action films. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so, But John Travolta's in this. 
wearing like one of Nick Cage's wigs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, it's almost like a reprise from uh, Vincent Vega from uh, Pulp Fiction. Definitely tried, De- and this isn't the the only thing where they try to call back from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, this this movie tries very hard to like capitalize on the cleverness of like the mid to late '90s r- script writing. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you the vibe I got from it. Sorry, just to to, to add on to that is uh-huh. um, it, everybody was like cool. Everybody was super cool. Super cool. Even the bad guys were cool. The good guys were cool. Uh-huh. And it's like everyone was trying to outcool themselves. Oh yeah, it, I mean straight off right at the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. we open up with like Travolta it, with like what seems like some weird non sequitur monologue. It's like a French film. So, yeah, art talking film. about like Dog Day Afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> it's it's very important. That if you make a movie that opens with a monologue about how Hollywood produces <laughs> shit, thank you. That your movie had better not suck. That is like the literally <laughs> the first line that he says. Yes. It's a close up of John Travolta, and he's what does he say? He's like most he's, movies he's out like, of Hollywood are mo- shit. He's like Hollywood. Hollywood just produces shit. Yeah, I know. And so immediately I was grabbed because I don't know much about this movie. I didn't see it. You saw it in theaters when it uh, came no, out? No, I didn't. Was no. this your first viewing of this, it? This was my first full viewing of Ooh. it. I had it on DVD because... You just watched the and Halle Jeff, Jeff said this before we started recording, and, and I think that this speaks a lot to what the mentality was of guys our age when this movie came out. And this isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. This was the big thing about this movie, though. When it was released, it was famous for being the fact that it was the movie where Halle Berry finally... Yeah. Showed her boobs. Hallie's like, berries. She was she was topless in this movie. That was what made it the most notable. I know. And <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah, exactly. I kind of. How do you feel about her her reasoning for doing it? I I thought it was weak. It, I thought it, it was seems weak. like bullshit. Doesn't it, it? it really was bullshit. When you watch it, you're like, wow. You yeah. know, you hold out so long, and I know some people are like, well, I'll do it for artistic reasons. Sure, it definitely wasn't. And she kind of did in the uh, what was the uh, Monsters Billy Bob Ball. Thornton Ball? Yeah, where she was Monsters for an Oscar, Ball, and she deserved it. Great movie. It was fantastic. Yes. So that's where you should really start. Or, and I guess you can make the argument that this, this movie was a warm up for that, uh, because that's that's what she said in an interview. She was like, I I had a fear of being nude on on camera on film. She knew it was exploited. So, so I decided to warm up with the shittiest movie I could possibly yeah, do. Yeah, I know. And not even a very good boob shot for her. No. She's a beautiful woman. Gosh, she looks gorgeous she's, in this she's movie. Gorgeous. She looks fantastic in this she, film. I've forgotten. Just Everybody looks what a fantastic in this is. movie. This is even a, Travolta manages to still look kind of really good in this movie. The film in general is a gorgeous a looking gor- film. It's one of those like yes. Tony Scott where they're using the, it's vibrant. It's every, everything uh, looks like candy. What, what what do I have here? Uh, this is definitely a beautiful looking film shot by Paul Cameron mm. who, who filmed Man on Fire. He shot Man on That's Fire. That's why it looks like Tony Scott. And shot Collateral. Also, why it looks yeah. See, so that's that guy's it's a look. Gorgeous movie. It's the the oranges are bright. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's the Lucky Charms of um uh, of of film. Uh huh. You know, reds and, and red from hearts. there it is a dead fall straight down. It's just kind of a zero. So uh-huh. let's go back because that opening scene with John Travolta kind of sets the tone. Yeah, where he he's sitting there talking about Dog Day Afternoon, very Tarantino like yeah. entrance, too. and and he's he's talking about how like had had Pacino just had the balls to just shoot that first blonde in the bell bottoms, mm-hmm. and uh, and and make his point that he'd probably have you know everything would have gone his way, mm-hmm. and then gets up and walks out of the of the coffee shop and walks back across the street to the bank. 
and that's when where you there's know, a where there's you know Tom Cruise's brother has the hostage and he's pointing to all the that's really <laughs> that Tom, Tom Cruise's, Cruise's brother. brother I know uh, Ethan, Ethan from, from Lost there you go thank you uh, and he's uh, he's pointing out to where all the snipers and stuff are and he ends up getting shot and the hostage gets and he's just explained on the phone he's like hey these people have RF transmitters and yep, stuff they're all strapped with yeah, dynamite don't pull them away from the bank or else they're gonna blow up because there's a perimeter and and War Machine Don Cheadle is like hey. <laughs> Don't, don't get her. Don't ta- and and I'm like this is these are the dumbest cops, the most disorganized police force uh-huh. in the world, and they're taking her away, and she ends uh-huh. up blowing up, and bam, and then boom, four months earlier, and we Tarantino it back, right? Four months earlier, after the most expensive shot that Warner Brothers had heretofore produced for a film, apparently up to that point, up to that point, they yeah. they did the and it's well, we're like five minutes into the movie, right? Yeah. So they, they drop you right in the middle of this hostage situation after this John Travolta monologue or diatribe, one might say, and um. There's this really expensive shot that they, they, they flat out used the same technology they used in The Matrix, which was... Was this before or after? It was after The Matrix. This in was fact, after it was, The Matrix. It, it, the Matrix was almost like the, the, the proving... What do they call that? Yeah, yeah. Proof of concept. Like, like the, the tech demo. For this. Yeah, for exactly. This. They're like, hey, you know that scene you know when, when Keanu Reeves bends backwards and the bullets can fly over his head? We want to do that, except we want to we turn it up to 11. Oz goes to 11. So they had 135 still cameras and placed them in a perimeter and uh-huh. did that thing. Jeff, have you seen this movie? You know that scene? Even if you haven't seen there's two things you know about this movie. Halle Berry's boobs and, <laughs> and, and the one, this the really expensive. Revolving shot it's kind of like that Michael Bay, you know what Michael Bay likes yeah, to do in The Bad to, Boys? Yeah, he likes to do, do the do that revolving 360. camera. Yeah. Uh, so imagine that, but imagine it like it's, it's a freeze frame. It's a photo. And it's, I remember seeing it at the time, just that scene. And technically, it's, it's, it's pretty... It's pretty. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah. It's pretty. No, it's, it does. It looks really good. I appreciate the 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 tech behind it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there were so many like compositing bullets because yeah. they set up that they were wearing these packs with like metal marbles in them and they would fly the ball bearings. Glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty impressive. Uh-huh. But that kind of encapsulate this movie, right? That's it. And pretty it, it to all look happens at, in the first in loud the first and uh-huh. signifying nothing and hollow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hollow. Thank you. Uh, and and the thing is. It's defeated. It defeats its own purpose within those first few minutes because of that monologue that Travolta delivers. He he delivers all this stuff. And the thing is, when you make that opening monologue, like that's that's your mission statement uh, yes. of your movie. The, the and, vision. And and so you're telling the audience, like you know, all these things, mm-hmm. all these things I'm telling you. You know, I'm telling you how. All this stuff was done wrong before. We're going to break the mold. We're, broke, we're breaking the mold, and we're going to give you that realism. Yeah, and we're going to give you that thing. We're going to we're going to take it up a notch. Mm-hmm. And they like he fails at every point that he makes. He fails to put <laughs> that check mark in the box on everything. I do think, and I, and I still this is fresh on my mind. I just saw this movie today, and I I still feel like am I missing something? Is this satire, Joe? Is that whole opening monologue setting us up? For what we're going to see, and it's 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 playing into those stereotypes, but it's doing it self-referentially. Well, they keep making the point. He kept making the point from like the halfway uh, spot. I don't want to say the the word point again. <laughs> from, from the halfway point of the movie on, like John Travolta, like kept saying misdirection, like rapid fire throughout yeah. the movie, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking back to that, and I was like, is that supposed to be some misdirection? Was that monologue supposed to be some misdirection? Right. And I don't want to give the movie that much credit uh, no, because. No. It, it didn't seem like that was supposed yeah. to be any kind of misdirection. And it, In fact, that whole bookending it with that scene yeah. kind of seemed pointless because that's not where the movie ended up anyway. Right. Yeah, I know. and I thought that, yeah, yeah, because ultimately the misdirection that he's alluding to uh-huh. has more to do with the plot than it does to do with the, the filmmaking, exactly. the, the themes of the film, the, the which whole, there really are not. The whole thing about him referencing film throughout this movie 
was just the fact that the writer of this movie was a <laughs> film fan douchebag. No, he absolutely was, and I know people like this. And in fact, I I already had um, I was already kind of in the in the in the red as they say coming into this movie. Yeah. Because there's this guy that I knew back in the '90s, and he he was your stereotypical like film student, but like douchebag. Uh-huh. Like he he was so fucking Hollywood and double snaps, and he was just all about. <laughs> You know, um, he just wanted to play with the big boys. He wanted to have his name on screens. No, you would hate this guy. (laughs) This is everybody that you hate, Joe. Um, He was was my arch nemesis at the time. Chris Luby, if you're listening. Chris Luby. Fuck you, Um, Chris Luby. (laughs) It's our next Editing Bay t-shirt. He loved this movie, and specifically, he loved that 360-degree scene at the beginning because it was like, oh, look how cool it is. But ultimately, it's kind of a dumb movie. Uh And I'm like, yep, this is the movie that that dude would like. Yeah. And um, Yeah, so the references to film, there's even a scene... Okay, so Travolta is quoting things like "nobody likes happy endings" and blah blah blah. To which I would I would I would argue uh, if you ever been to a, a, a massage, massage bar. <laughs> but um, there's that scene where at the end I'm cutting to the climax where like they're flying a bus. Speaking of massage we'll parlors, <laughs> <laughs> kind of humor you can expect from the editing bay. New listeners, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> we might have some new listeners this week, Joe. Yeah, I, I heard we got a bit of a bump from we our did. special we guest did. last week. We did. We did really well Thanks, with, the, with, the, with the Tank Girl, uh, yeah. the Tank Girl podcast. Go back and listen to that if you haven't. She yes. was she was a delight. It was a wonderful show. A wonderful show. <laughs> and um, anyway, all that to say, where was I going? Oh, so the bus like. Slams through in the middle of like a scriptwriters meeting. Did you notice that? Like yeah, a bunch of yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, it, it was a scriptwriters meeting, and it's not a very subtle like fu middle finger to eh, fuck you Hollywood. Yet simultaneously, this guy is making Hollywood movies. He's making and the, and the stuff he was talking about. He's like, I want it faster. I want it poppier. I want it. And the whole thing is, you're. <laughs> he could be talking about this film. He's talking about this film. I mean, you've got this movie that's supposed to be talking about realism, and instead, you've got a helicopter that's Breaking carrying your- a bus. <laughs> I mean, the moment a bus is getting carried away by a helicopter, yeah. he's like, you ever see Sugarland Express? I didn't like the way it ended. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, are you, what, this is supposed to be just a, a hack job. There's no reason this should have... Just let me, fired let me, up Let today. me collect my thoughts you for just a second. You fired the fuck up. Why, in a movie about hacking mm-hmm. to get $9 billion out of a bank mm-hmm. just to collect... There was no reason to do half the shit that they did. Like, why couldn't they have just, like, set up a computer for Hugh Jackman? Like, hey, um, we're just going to tie you into the phone line yeah. from, from this building. Can't do it remotely? Can we just, uh, we're just going to hook you up here. Do you get all those numbers? Did you get all the bank accounts? <laughs> okay, you got the money? Cool. Here we go. Uh, you got your daughter? Cool. All right, deuces. We're out. Like, <laughs> right? That's that's swordfish yeah, yeah. to me. That's swordfish. We didn't need like the senator and the the, the Halle Berry, the DEA. The senator thing would have been fine to me. That that maybe that was something that was kind of spurring that on. That would have been fine. But the fact that like why did they why did they have to go into the bank? I didn't understand why they had to go into the bank. And why they had to make a big deal about getting hostages? Why they had to make a big production of going into it? misdirection? Why? Right. I know. Why couldn't you have just? And ultimately, okay, so like they're trying to get money, right? They're right. Trying, like you said, nine billion that they've been. There's a let's let's talk about that yeah, for yeah, a second. Yeah. Apparently, Unpack. like back in the '80s, mm-hmm. you know, uh, John Travolta was actually part of a, a group called Black Cell, I think, uh, and they had this discre- discretionary fund that was like four four hundred million, I think, back in the '80s. Yeah, that's and right. And it was left in a bank. They had shut down this group, and it was left in this bank for all these years, and the interest accrued, and ultimately now it's at like nine point five yeah. billion dollars. Somehow they're they're trying to posit that we just forgot about it. Like right. The, no, we just left it there and it's accruing and nobody knows about it. And so now he wants to get that money out mm-hmm. and and fund 
fun to Counter, what, Counter-terrorism. I guess, because ultimately we learn that he's part of this cell, this our, our own homegrown American terrorist cell. Yeah. And the concept he has, like this uh, it's James escalation. Bond. Yeah, yeah. It's like, they blow up one church, we blow up ten of their churches. You know? Right. You come in with a knife, how does it go? <laughs> we, you, they put one of ours in the hospital, you we put, put one, one of theirs the in the morgue. Uh, it's the Chicago way. Uh, <laughs> I love the untouchables. It's a great film. Uh, and so, yeah, it's all about escalation. He's like, we just make them so, so scared to commit a, a terrorist acts yeah. on American soil. And this yet, came out before 9-11, dude, too, by months the way. before. June 4th of 2001 is yes. when this film came out. And it got pulled from theaters, assuming it was still in theaters when, when the, the, the attacks happened. Maybe you heard about it. Um, but... Yeah, they're watching it post 9-11, knowing how close it was. Yeah. There was are really some, weird. Well, just the whole that terrorist first, backstory. Well, when the first hacker gets, like, detained in the airport, and they bring him into, like, the TSA room or whatever, and how easy it was for him to just get out. Like, the first thing I'm thinking, I'm watching this, and the guy's like, just wait here, we'll be right back. And he just picks up his luggage and, like, and walks <laughs> back out. I'm like... Uh uh-uh. uh, no, yep. that's not happening now. Yeah, there's some buildings that blow up, and, and that was uh, the first thing that made me go back and go. I wonder when hmm. did this when when did this come out? Right. Ah, yes. Right before <laughs> this was before 9/11. Okay, that dude pissed me off. Yeah. Like that kind of red herring hacker. So so it's like not John Travolta, Hugh Jackman, or uh-huh. as I like to call him, Hugh Jackman. Uh, he and this other guy are like the best. What do they call him? Like the, well, he's the best hacker in the world, which that, that that has been used so many times. How do you know? By the way, is there a tally somewhere? Is there well, a list? He's obviously Joel. Judging mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. his insanely awesome physique, his physique, he's obviously his, the greatest his computer hacker in the boyish world. Boyish good looks and uh, yeah, his way with the ladies. You know, you know those computer hackers. <laughs> Close your eyes and think of all your computer hacker they're friends. They're very charming. Oh and, man, and they're physically just fit. Drowning in pussy, those guys, <laughs> fucking hackers. We all know. We look like a bunch of hackers actually sitting here at this table. No, 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 no. Jeff and I look like hackers. No, uh, oh, please. You just look like I a just, hack. I just pushed my glasses up with my middle finger. You did. Um, anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh, so, 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 yeah, the other hacker that gets caught first as he's, you know, I almost thought like he was trying to get caught. Because I thought that, like maybe they were he was testing it was a the setup CSA right or, or there was yeah. some plan um, because he shows up he's going through customs and he's got, he's like got a his second a second passport and it's in his not bag. hidden away it's not like in a bag it's, it's just, just in a pocket it's in a pocket like the front frontmost <laughs> yes. pocket of the one bag that they're going Here, to check that he didn't find check. me you could have just find this thing exactly yeah so then he gets detained and you're thinking oh this is all part of his plan like he's gonna some shit's gonna go down. Nope, he just gets detained, and then, like you said, uh, he gets left alone for a second and just nonchalantly picks up they his leave bag him and alone walks. with his bags. They don't yeah. even like, you know, huh? We're gonna keep you away from your shit. Yeah, no, he just all just glass leave. windows too, and like nobody's looking at him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then it's just like it doesn't seem like he's in a hurry when he's being chased by the by the authorities either. Like gets off the gets off the elevator, sees him coming his way, just does an about face and starts walking the other yeah. way. Already, I'm I'm suspect of this guy's intentions. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But no, he he is he is offed. Moments later. Well, no, no, no. Before oh, that, though, they, oh. they they detain him. Yes. Uh, and uh, and he's he's kind of playing hardball a little bit. Mm. And that's when Don oh. Cheadle. He's got, got his a, Russian or not? Yeah, his, his Swedish. His Swedish. He's got no, a Swedish finish. interpreter. Finish. I'm trying to finish. If you would let me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so no, there's uh, they're they're talking. He's talking to Don Cheadle, mm. and Don Cheadle's like, "I want you to tell me who you work for." And he's like, "I don't know who it is, but I'll tell you what I know." And then they start like doing this thing where they cut to like Travolta, and this is where like we finally get like Travolta's actual reveal. Even though we opened the movie with Travolta, <laughs> this must have been a contract thing Smoking for Travolta, where Travolta's like, "I'll do your movie, 
but I better be the first person you see in it. Like, it almost feels like that's the only reason why. I kind of believe that because yeah. apparently her, he turned down this role six times. Like, they approached him with his role six times, wow. and it wasn't until the director signed on. I guess he had a hard-on for this particular director. Like, I'll, I'll do it his way. But six times? Can you imagine? Six times. What kind of fucking pushy producers? And he's not, like, he's... Like, I think of Travolta, and I'm like, there's no way I'm offering him a role six times. There's yeah, no way no. I'm offering him a role twice. Like, that's, that's when okay, you start. Travolta, you don't want to do it? Fine. Uh, let's see if, like, we'll get can, Jeff I, Bridges can on I the get phone. Michael Bain? Can, can, we, <laughs> can we get anybody, like, Treat Williams? Oh, no, oh there you He's go. not busy. <laughs> I'm sure we could get him. Not quite the physical specimen. <laughs> Neither is John no, Travolta. Although, good point at this point, 40 pounds overweight. <laughs> so, uh, Greasy as fuck. So he's, telling, he's like, you, you want to know about this guy? This guy lives in a world. What, what, I can't remember. Oh. What he, was like. he lives in a world beyond your world. And it sh- it's like he's driving up and he gets in a club that's obviously like decorated by the same people who decorate Chipotle. <laughs> because it's like me- metal decorations and like a metal table. And I'm like, what club is this? It's and all that, nice and shiny. Like, I just imagine like burrito bowls coming out. <laughs> and, and, and here's like another thing that's really confusing me. If you're going to do flashbacks, mm-hmm. you cannot do flashbacks that have characters who are also in the same location that you're in as well because you've got Travolta oh, who's confusing. in the club mm-hmm. and there you were flashing back to Travolta in the club and he's hanging out there and you've got Vinnie Jones oh, and the other oh, character go, go. but then you've also got Vinnie Jones in the fucking FBI location that's right and he's getting ready to assassinate the dude. But then after he assassinates the dude, you've got uh, Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry show up to the club, and Vinnie Jones is and there. there he is, yeah. So continuity, hello, yeah. <laughs> we need some work on this. But again, this movie had to be too cool. It had to do the, the Tarantino thing. We're going to tell it out of sequence, and that's going to make it hip. Um, there's telling it out of sequence, and then there's just like, it doesn't... Confusing it, the it's audience. so yeah. confusing. Also, something that was annoying during that interrogation scene with Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's actually probably the best thing about this movie. Maybe, I don't I disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree. He always puts in a good performance. And he can kind of be cool without looking like he's trying to be cool. Yeah. Um, was he in the movie Be Cool, by the way? I keep I, referencing I that. Re- I can't remember. Another John Travolta movie called I can't be remember. Cool. But So he's interrogating the Swedish slash Finnish guy. Um and and it's you know they're talking about Travolta and like you said they're cutting away, and, and this movie is full of like cliches like the the, the script. You must oh, have oh, rolled yeah. your eyes at this line too, but it's like he's he's like, um, how can I find him? And before they even responded, <laughs> I was don't like, find him. I I literally said that out loud, <laughs> and then the guy repeated, you know, he finds you. Oh wow, <laughs> that's very clever. I haven't heard that one before. Nice job, nice job, scriptwriters. Way to see, and that's that's it's shit like that, Joe. Shit like that in this movie. It's so bad. Well, but it makes me think: Are we fucking being bamboozled? Are we totally playing into what? The director wants us to think is is this no, a not with that? Are though. you sure? I'm, though I'm sure we are. If I mean, if we're to do that, we're giving this movie way too much credit. Oh, who's the guy who did uh, Starship Troopers? He always does bad movies. Oh, uh, uh, oh, god, what? fucking uh, yeah! You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'll, he, did, he did RoboCop. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy. Um, anyway, <sighs> there's a director. He always does bad movies, but he gets a pass because it's like, oh, it's satire, and, and they're intentionally bad. I'm starting to think that maybe this movie is intentionally bad. But but and nobody's no, in on the joke. No, 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 no. Because there's there's a there there's a certain style Verhoeven. That, that Verhoeven does. That you know that 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 he kind of that he gives to Robocop and that he gives to Starship Troopers. You know, Swordfish no, does I, like, Well Verhoeven's a foreign guy though too. Like I'm I'm thinking 
what you're feeling is, are those foreign sensibilities coming through in I his cannot, films. I, is this I the can, American version of Verhoeven? I cannot, no, I cannot give Swordfish that. I cannot give this to Swordfish. Ultimately, I think I Swordfish is just a sloppy film. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think it wants to be that, but isn't I, clever or smart enough to, to, to be that yeah, satirical. I, I, don't, I don't think that it's satire, and I don't think it's trying to be challenging. I think what it is is trying so hard to be... I think it's trying so hard to be a Tarantino movie, yeah. but then at the same time, you've also got a studio involved that wants it to be an action film. Yes. And it doesn't, you know, I feel like you've got two things, and we talked about this with Tank Girl, and we've talked about this a couple of times with other films. I wouldn't be surprised if there was definitely a tug of war when this involving this movie because you've got action stars attached to it. Mm-hmm. You've got two people that were just involved in at that point yeah. the biggest comic book movie up to that up to that time. And this entire cast is really like comic book. Don Cheadle, you got him from the Iron Man. Well, you got yeah, Vinnie Jones, point, Iron Juggernaut. Man, Iron Man didn't exist. Jug- right. Juggernaut hadn't existed yet. Halle Berry's Catwoman. But up to that point. X-Men was the biggest comic book movie. True. And you just cast Wolverine and Storm in it. You just cast the guy who was huge in Pulp Fiction. So you've got a movie that probably started off as more of an introspective kind of hacker flick. And they were like, uh, what? You cast Wolverine in this? <laughs> we need to action We this need up. action. We need to action this up. Because there are mo- there are points in this movie where it feels like they just insert action beats oh, yeah. for no reason other than the fact of, well, 10 minutes have passed. Yep. We better have an action <laughs> yep. beat. This, uh, this movie proves once again that if you fire enough bullets into an SUV, it will flip over and explode. Oh, absolutely. Un- inexplicably yes. for, it defies physics. I mean, dude, there's a, there's a part where Hugh Jackman's like, uh, he's telling Travolta, he's like, we need to talk. And Travolta's like, then let's go for a ride. And he's like, we can't talk right, here. Yes. And Travolta's like, no. And it's like, Clearly, for the sole purpose of let's have a car chase. An excuse to get them on the road. <laughs> yes. And Travolta even does that thing that nobody has ever done in real life and survived, where you've got two guns in one in one hand, you know, like little l- l- nine millimeters. Yes. He's standing there in a convertible, so he like stands up in the convertible. There are two SUVs to the left and right of him, and so he's holding his arms outstretched and, and Jesus firing Christ pose. simultaneously. Yes. And 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 point blank range, not and looking wins. at either of them. And yeah. he wins. Nobody does that. Uh, I do want to do that though. That's kind of on my bucket list. I couldn't get over how young Hugh Jackman looked. He Just does, four, doesn't 14 he? Fourteen years ago. Well, he's, he is a Wolverine. He looked so young. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I mean, as I guess they they all. I mean. Travolta didn't look too different. <laughs> Cheadle didn't look too different. Yeah. Halle Berry looked quite young. You know, she's she's yeah. definitely aged since then. She's aged gracefully since yeah. then. Black don't crack. Uh, she. <laughs> oh my god. This <laughs> is true. But, look at her. But she definitely she definitely looked younger than. Uh, but Hugh Jackman, man, he looked like a, a young boy. He like, does. Holy shit. Uh, what was the point <laughs> when they brought him in and they're like auditioning him? In the club, okay. For for the hacker thing, they bring him in. So gratuitous, right? Like, isn't having a gun to your head enough incentive for the, for, yeah. for, for like the hacker job? So like, they, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so they do this thing. They brought him to the the club. Find him in the club, and uh, <laughs> Halle Berry's there, and John Travolta's there, and Vinnie Jones is there, and his whole gang's there. And they bring him back in this room, and they're gonna they're gonna test him. They're gonna test his hacking skills to make sure that he can do. This is an audition, a job, a job. Uh, 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 yeah, interview. like a job interview. interview. Thank you. I was yeah. trying to think of what the word was. Um, and uh, so, like, all right, you got sixty seconds to like crack this code, and they're they're using it. A bunch takes of- the best hackers sixty minutes. Yeah, I want to see if you could do it in sixty seconds. And I was like, all right, mate. <laughs> and uh, so he <laughs> sits out of the computer, and uh, but so he he brings over what is her name, Helga, who's like a Playboy model in real life. Yeah, but they cast her in this movie as, as as Helga, the enticing Helga. 
and she proceeds to like unzip his pants and starts to go down on him. And then Vinnie Jones like points a gun at his head. And they're like, all right, you got 60 seconds starting now. And he's like, white, mate, white. And they're like, 59, 58. So he starts. I love how I love how movies like this who don't understand. Okay, so this isn't quite. What was the movie with um, from Speed? Sandra Bullock. Oh, The Net? The Net. Okay, so this isn't quite The Net. This movie is a little it's, more. It's a little more like Johnny Lee Miller and uh, Angelina Jolie. The, Hackers. The, uh, okay, there's the other one I'm thinking what, of. Why, but, in, but even in that Hollywood movie, movies, hacking isn't really hacking. It's just very creative graphic design. And it's typing really, really fast. Yes. Like, uh, uh, the best hackers, what separates them from the shitty ones? Well, they just know how to type faster. Yes, they do. And they look like fucking Hugh Jackman. Yes. Um. So yeah, he's just typing furiously, and wait, I almost got it. And then know? like they just they curse, and then there's that thing. Fuck. There's that thing all great hackers in movies do, mm-hmm. where it's like that one like I'm focusing, and he's like, he, he slaps, claps his he hand. slaps his hands, and then like, okay, now he's focused, and yeah. you know he's gonna get it this yeah. time. I don't know too much about hacking. <laughs> I, I know a little bit about computers. I listen to some podcasts, some nerdy podcasts, and they talk about. It. I'm pretty sure. There's more involved. I'm pretty sure it's like sitting down and thinking and problem solving and cracking. It doesn't have anything to do with time. Like there's uh-huh. no there's no there's no time. No. In, in, I think in you hacking. actually have to like you have to actually analyze code. You have to analyze. You have to you read. Have to look at the source code. Analyze code. I'm, you have to replace yeah. code. I guess being able to type fast could help in some situations, <laughs> yeah. but that's not what hacking is about. Yeah. But according to this movie, that's this, what it's all about. In this movie, it's about creating squares. <laughs> Apparently, and then like creating a square. Full of squares, three-dimensional jigsaw yeah. puzzle. Yeah, yeah, that's the big scene, like about halfway through the movie, <laughs> where where Hugh Jackman is doing his things, his thing, and he's he's, he's hacking away. It's his montage of him doing <laughs> so, mugging. I, oh my god! I wish I could have been a fly on the wall for this. Like while they're filming for, this, while they're filming the while the second unit was working with Hugh. <laughs> and they're like, all right, now we're going to like, just, we're going to put the, the camera on the rack yep. and we're just going to like, we're going to just, we're going to dolly this, this way. And we just want you to like, look kind of disheveled and then like realize you got it. Yeah. And so, okay. And now go. And then just. And type really fast. Type really fast and then smile. And at a certain point, I know he's like <laughs> laughing. At a certain point he is standing up and typing yes. feverishly. And then he starts like dancing. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Think, I'm, I'm fucking sure Edward Snowden wasn't doing any of this stuff when he was fucking breaking into the NSA. Like, there's no, he's the nerdiest looking guy. It probably took him an all, all night and a couple, couple cups of coffee. Certainly there wasn't doing lines of Coke. Uh, uh, but yeah, but he also didn't look like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he didn't look like Hugh Jackman. Am I alone? In like every time that Halle Berry said something technical, I just felt like she had no fucking clue what she was she's saying. Just reading the lines. She was just reading the fucking line. Her saying she's a DEA agent <laughs> is about as believable as Keanu Reeves saying he was an FBI I agent. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> from Point Blank, yes. Or Point Break. <laughs> point, point, point Blank. blank. <laughs> That's the John Cusack from movie. Gross Point Blank. <laughs> With Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I, Ooh, I came to President soon. of Paraguay with a fork. <laughs> I love that movie. John Travolta uh, was nominated for a Razzie. Actually, I think he won a Razzie uh, for this he performance. Should have won a Razzie. You for know, this. was he that bad though? Yes, he was. Okay, but how much of it is because we know we know he can he can do good movies if he has an, a good script. This was just a bad script, but I feel like he kind of performed it the same way. Like, yeah, Okay, maybe his heart wasn't in this one. I don't think his heart was in it. But he what had was a... with that ending? With the very end, that look? You want to do this? You want to get into it? Well, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what else to do. I don't know there's, what happened. There's so much, Joel, there's so much stuff because we get to the end, like, okay, end version 1.0 okay. where they're in the bank, they go back to the bank. Okay, wait, so 
he he shows Hugh Jackman like what the the plan is, where he's like, "Look at this is what your work has done." Yeah. And he shows him like the whole plan of like we're going to actually go into the bank, and Hugh Jackman like runs and pulls the cord and like goes off, right? Cuts power, and and Travolta's like, "It's okay, he'll be back." Oh, yeah, well, okay. I guess because they had his daughter, or they knew I, where his I daughter guess, was. I guess that's, what, but they don't like. They they don't show him coming back. We just then cut back to right. where we began at the beginning of the movie. Yes, the like, flashback. That's where. But the problem with that is we're not actually bookending because we come back to that moment. But at this point, there's still like thirty minutes of this movie it's left. Past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous <laughs> because from this point now we've got Travolta who's working on okay, we need to get this, we need to get the money, and now we have a whole bunch of like. False endings. A it whole was, bunch of like little bunny hops of false endings. It was like Return of the King. It's interminable. Yeah. Interminable. They even do the fade to black and then up from black that uh, that, that Return of the King oh, does. It's, and it's like, it's is fucking, this, movie, this isn't a long movie. It's, this is an hour not, and a half. It's an hour and a half long, but yeah. it felt so fucking horrible. First off, you've got like <laughs> Hugh Jackman who thinks he gets one over on these guys. Yeah. And he's like, all right, now where's my daughter? I've given you the money. Now where's my daughter? And they give him his daughter, Daddy. and they start to walk off, and the money starts to disappear. On the screen, And yeah. he's like, go, run, baby! And he starts to try to fight off the guys while she gets away, but they still get him. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, where's the money? He's like, I don't know. It's jumping from account to account. You can never get it. This is my favorite t- part. Yeah, go ahead, then. Because he says, uh, so yeah, John is threatening him. Doesn't really have anything to threaten him with anymore, because uh, uh, Halle Berry's already been shot by this point. Uh, almost hung and shot, right? No, this, no. This oh, is, this is what he uses. This, this is, is before, what he yeah, uses. Yeah, this is where he uses. So the daughter's gotten away. And um, they're threatening Hugh Jackman. And he says, uh, Hugh Jackman says, you'll never get the money if you kill me, mate. And uh, Travolta, <laughs> Travolta tells him to fix it. And then he says, I can't fix it, even if I wanted to. I'm like, well, hold on, wait up, back up. That's not a very good plan then. First of all, you tell him that don't kill me because I'm the only one who knows how to fix it. And then Travolta tells him to fix it. He says, I couldn't even if I wanted to. It's I couldn't do it jump. even if I wanted to. That's the part where John Travolta fucking pops just, a cap. Just pop a cap. Like, All right, we'll figure this out another way. Um, that seemed like poor planning on his part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about... Um, no, oh, okay. I thought you were going to go even further no, with that. Okay, so so we've got... we've got, And me. he's like, he's like, I couldn't fix it even if I wanted to. And he's like, okay. Bring out Ginger. That's the and part, so yeah. then, like they bring out Halle Ginger Berry, Halle Berry, and they stick the they stick the the rope around her neck, and they start to hang her. And Hugh Jackman's like, "Hold on, wait, 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 I could do it." And then he does, and he gets them the money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then they let so, Ginger down, and then what happens? They shoot her, and then he shoots her. He shoots her, and he's like, "Oh, she was a DEA agent anyway." Travolta knew the whole time. Apparently. Okay, and so they end up driving off, mm-hmm. and they still have Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. and that's when a fucking helicopter picks up the bus. <laughs> so the bus, and, so it's like a school bus. It's got all the hostages and and Hugh Jackman and Travolta. They're driving around. This is like the um, uh, what's the with Jamie Lee Curtis where she's on the on the true lies. It's like the it's true, like true lies scene. It looks a lot better though. Um, so a helicopter descends, and there are four clamps that. Attached to the roof of the hel- now, okay, again, yeah. not a physicist, but I'm pretty sure the weight of that bus and all the people on it, not to mention the four, the C4, they're all strapped with, they wouldn't be able to take off by attaching. Like that doesn't seem structurally sound. No. Like you would have to get underneath into the. Oh yeah, but they just to like, the body, to the hook body it to bit. the windows. All right, take us up. And I just flying around on a bus. I with seriously, I was beside myself. I seriously in this movie about hacking yeah. to get nine billion dollars to, to hack. A movie about a fucking hacker 
we've got a bus flying through L.A. This is needlessly elaborate. It was so stupid. Yeah. It, 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 it screamed of, well, we've got a budget to do this. Yeah. It was, this was the jetpack and kick-ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was exactly what this was to me. I was, this, we didn't need this. I also like how they treat uh, a helicopter like it's an airplane. Because at one point they're about to to hit a building, uh, and he's like, "Pull, like, pull up, pull up!" up. I'm it's like, like, "You could just stop." You're in a fucking helicopter. Yeah, exactly. You it's have gyros. Hovering. Just hover yeah. and go up. But like, no. But then they wouldn't have been able to crash through that sign and then into the, <laughs> uh, into the, the Hollywood meeting that was God happening. God damn about this, this movie! This very movie. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, God I, damn this movie. So, uh, do you remember? There's, there's the most ridiculous, and we're hopping around here right now. There's the most ridiculous bit. Uh, I, I feel. <laughs> I love how frustrated you are at this. Be, film. Because I can't even like point one thing out as being frustrating or ridiculous. Because this whole thing, this whole movie, is lunacy. It is because it's all just weird coincidence. Like everything has to be just the greatest case of coincidence for things to work out the way that they work out. Yeah. So Hugh Jackman tells like Halle Berry after he sees her tits, "Hey, let me borrow <laughs> your car. I want to go see my daughter." She's like, "All right, here's my keys," uh, and so he goes and drives over. And decides to go and, I guess, meet her at her school. She's Her mother hasn't shown up to pick her up. No. Yeah, we set and up early on that the mother's like a coke whore, like porn played star. Played by right? Drea DeMatteo mm-hmm. from The Sopranos. Uh, and she's, she's married now to a porn producer. Yeah. And so her daughter just got out of school. No one's there to pick her up. And she's just hanging out on the playground waiting for mom to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman doesn't know that no one's picked her up from school. Yeah, he's, he's taking a shot in the dark there, isn't he? Yeah, he's kind of taking a shot in the dark, but shows up at her school, and there she is. And he's just like, hey, still waiting for a ride? And see, I'm doing the fucking Australian <laughs> accent, too. He's like, waiting for a ride? And she just immediately is like, daddy! I know, without what? even looking at him. Holy shit, you, like, I, I was under the impression that, like, you had not seen or heard from this no, man in forever. No, that's the idea. He's been he's been extradited from the country, right? He's not supposed to come back he, in. Well, or where, wherever not he extradited. Is, not he was in country. prison for two years. No, but wherever he was living, like he couldn't. He, couldn't, he was in Texas. He couldn't come he was back in Midland. home. How oh, was it? Was it Midland? Yeah, he was in Midland, Texas. Oh, I missed that little nugget. Yeah, uh, where yeah, he, he would he, just hit golf balls wearing his man dress. But he wasn't allowed to. to, to he see wasn't his allowed daughter, to right? leave the state. Yeah. Uh, and immediately she's like, "Daddy," and they just they he gets her in a car and they he drives her home like. He didn't try to go to the house first. Yeah. He immediately went to the school. So he goes and gets her and drops her off at home. The cops, one of the like the the CIA or whatever, the FBI, they yeah. they get in the he gets in the car and immediately Hugh Jackman like resists arrest. Yeah. Like and it, and it leads to this chase, this, this foot chase. This is infuriating. And it it he he walks up and there's this cliff. Yeah. There's a fucking cliff and he just what jumps. he just jumps. And then the John, Don Cheadle and his guys walk they run up and they get to the fence too. Yeah. And what do they do? They look over and they see him jump over on uh, over this cliff. They fucking follow yeah. him down it's this like cliff a too. Steep hill, they're rolling, they're doing that that barrel roll thing. They fucking thing. roll for 2 minutes. <laughs> for 2 minutes they are rolling down this fucking cliff. They finally get to the bottom of this thing. They catch him. Uh-huh. And, and then, then they don't arrest him. And then they have a conversation, they, and he walks and away. And he walks away. And I'm like, what, what What? kind of police work is this, by the way? You were talking about wasted resources. And for what? Why, yeah, why did he run? I kind of understand why he ran, but, but why, why they let him go? Joel, like, why we'll are the cops, you. why would a cop just jump off a cliff to chase a guy? <laughs> they, they, That's like if you were watching The Fugitive and Tommy Lee Jones decided to just jump off. 
after fucking Richard Kimball uh, off that fucking pipe. Committed to his job. No, no, no. <laughs> he risked life or limb. You do, he no did time for right backup, thing. Joe. No time Tommy for backup. Lee, Tommy Lee Jones did the right thing and went, huh. <laughs> uh, I'll catch him later because yeah. it's not worth me jumping off this right, thing and yeah. putting myself in danger. We'll just search uh, every doghouse. Hank has house, the car. House. He'll just fucking get him down there. He'll hit. He'll just catch him I down do love, there. I do love his, his buddy, Don Cheadle's buddy, who kind of has a little uh, uh, Glover moment where he's like, I'm getting too old for this. He doesn't say I'm getting too old for this shit, but he, he, he says something to that effect. Yeah, he does. And uh, just shoulder rolls after him. Joel, if we were to take every action sequence in this movie that ultimately had no consequence, yeah. well, that's, that's every, how that's long all of would this movie be? L- like exercise like them we, from if, this movie? If we, if we took that, that chase scene mm-hmm. that, where they jump off the cliff, yeah. because what, what ultimately happens in this movie, like what, what happened in that scene that when, the, when they got chased, what was actually accomplished there? That's how Don Cheadle gave Hugh Jackman his card. So that way Hugh mm-hmm. Jackman could call him later yep. about, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. his, his daughter. Because, um, right, isn't that what led to yep. that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So instead of all that ridiculousness of them falling down a <laughs> cliff for two minutes, he could have just, like, the, the cop could have gotten in the car and Don Cheadle showed up and went, hey, we need to talk. Yep. And Hugh Jackman go, oh, shit. Cut to a and then, coffee like, house Cut to a coffee house and they have a talk. Exactly. And then, like, well, here's my card. You're in over your head. Like, we well, could have actually had, like, decent writing and a thoughtful, like, piece, yeah. like a character building moment there instead of just running. Or the scene where they have the fucking car chase and, <laughs> and Travolta shooting up cars. Again, because they need cars. to go somewhere to talk. Exactly. Doesn't he like own this? Like it's it's impenetrable. Right. He's got his own little hideout. It's there's a, really nowhere safe where you can talk here. Right. Can't take him to the restroom or there's no there's no patio you can have this conversation on. I mean, they're it's having talks on, the open on patios everywhere. Yeah, why is this one different? There's yeah. a fucking the pool where the three the three naked but chicks again, were swimming. You could have just see, gone to the end. Again, Joe, I feel like you're making my case for me. I feel like this is all intentional. No. I feel like the wool is being. <laughs> Pulled over giving, our eyes. I think you're giving it way too much credit. You, or am I not it giving it credit. enough credit, Joe? Oh, God, please don't. <laughs> don't go where I can't follow, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to call me crazy so I can say, am I? Yes. Or am I so sane? Joel. No, it's not true. This is. I find you. <laughs> this is, this is, um, Even I can't. I can't stand up for this. God, what else do you have for this? Great. What, what, um, did, what, what was up with the ending there? Where, okay. where he was having the... Let's do this. Uh, where 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 Hugh Jackman was having what like breakfast with his daughter? Hold on, can we can we back up to the scene right before that? Because the climax has happened. Okay, the go ahead. The, the bus has, has landed on the roof of a building, and now there's a helicopter that's going to take Travolta and the rest of his yeah. crew away. Yes. and there happens to be a convenient uh, missile launcher. Yeah. Yes. that uh, Hugh Jackman, known which, hacker, which we've we've check off missiled yes. earlier in the movie. Uh, world's <laughs> best hacker, uh, Hugh Jackman knows how to uh, operate a missile. I launcher. know what you're Who thinking. <laughs> if this missile <laughs> was a suppository where I stick it up your ass. That's pretty good. That's the Vinnie Jones. That, ladies and gentlemen, that is actually a line from this movie. Uns- unsolicited either. Like yeah, That guy just seemed guy like did, he was sitting there. He was there. just looking at it. That guy was just trying to pick a fight. It was just another another line that someone thought was really clever. Like, right? wouldn't it be cool to say something like this? It looks like a phallic symbol. I'll stick it so far up your ass, you'll be begging me for this bullet. Bullet trigger till it goes click. <laughs> um, this so, movie wishes it was Lebowski. Right. So they fly away, or they begin to fly away on the helicopter. John Travolta's getting away. Hugh Jackman takes out the missile launcher, blows it up. Uh, and they're on like a what a, you know a, a fifty story building. Yeah. This thing just goes flaming into the into the streets. Yes, the streets um, of L.A. Cut to we're now in the morgue, uh-huh. and uh, Don Cheadle and and uh, uh, Hugh Jackman are there to uh, identify the body. 
a fully complete body uh-huh. of John Travolta. It's half of its face is burned. Half his face is burned. His entire body should be in pieces. <laughs> I know. He was no, in a I, helicopter I that exploded, and if the explosion didn't tear him into a thousand pieces, surely the impact would have. <laughs> yes. It was 90 seconds later when it finally hit the ground. Yeah. Why is this guy still identifiable? <laughs> I don't know. Because it serves the plot because we I have love to learn. That. I love that his whole body, like he's basically fully identifiable, but the, the fucking coroner, the coroner still goes... His dental records were sent over. I'm like, right, it's like, what does it matter? We can see his face. You know, to be fair, they did not like look like John Travolta. I thought it was a woman because I oh, saw really? the hair and I was like, is that Halle Berry for a second? I thought that the biggest mistake there, like this was the biggest mistake. <laughs> what a dumb mistake, though, to show like the body. That, that, oh, that, earlier? That, 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 that body, the Travolta body, because yeah. once you do that, you know, like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, you've, you've taken the wind out of your twist, yeah. apparently. Yeah, yeah, so earlier in the movie, Hugh Jackman stumbles upon, when he's looking for a, a nice bottle of Chianti or whatever, uh-huh. uh, stumbles upon a dead body of, of John Travolta. Right. The same hairstyle, same little Fu Manchu going down uh-huh. his chin and everything. And that's when we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This isn't really, he's not who he says he is. Right. But I, I feel like if still, you... I feel like it had, like, to, to speak to your point that maybe this movie's actually really clever. I think if this movie was really clever, like, on some TVs in the background, we would see some stuff about, like, facial reconstruction technology oh, to or drive something the like point that. Home. Just kind of, you know, subversive, like, messages of, like, facial reconstruction. Like, not, not in your face, but kind of yeah, hidden subtle. throughout the movie, just mm-hmm. very subtle. And that way, it would be like, oh, they were planting the seed the whole time mm-hmm. of like, that's actually something that's going on. And maybe kind of, you know, like Senator so-and-so, Senator Reisman, right. you know, is, is signing the bill, you know, for this thing that's also being funded by this pharmaceutical company that go. does this facial reconstruct, you know, whatever. So that way we know that they're kind of tied yeah, into each other. But to have a fucking body, you know, you've right. got the body of a dead John Travolta, like in the fucking, the wine cellar. And why is it there? It, it, it looks pretty fresh, too. He hasn't yeah. been decomposing, so this happened recently. Yeah, right. But he and Halle Berry have known each other for a while, so it can't be that recent. Right, right. Also, yeah, she seems to have turned herself or, or worked herself into his inner circle fairly quickly then. Right. He's like, just like, trust her completely. She's the one who goes out and gets huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. Huge Jackman to begin with. Um, well, because she's not really DEA. I know, and he's not really who he says. But did he really know all along? Obviously, he found out at some point. They we were, don't know. They were partners. This movie is just time. like twist over twist over twist, and and then even to like the last final scenes, which which we were talking about later. Oh yeah, so yeah, so they identify his his body, which is miraculously still in one piece. Um, and then cut to him and his daughter. No, right? no, 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 wait. But before that, I, I do want to get on. The, so cut to the body, and then like. For some reason, I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but Hugh Jackman starts like kind of flashing back to what, what had happened. Oh, yeah. And he, he starts to kind of put together. He's like, doing his Kaiser Sose moments. Yeah. I can't remember what, what kind of triggered it. Oh, shit. What, what triggered that? Oh, but, uh, like he's, he's hearing Halle Berry's voice. Like he's flashbacking to yeah, her saying. But something kind of triggers it in his head where he's like, well, wait a minute. This isn't really Travolta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like. He just kind of looks at it and he smiles and he's like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Wait, no, no son of a bitch." Yeah, you should be This guy angry. was like, this guy was holding your daughter hostage. He's still out there. He threatened your life. Uh 
And he remains this, at large. This isn't a dude that like you learned like a valuable life yeah. lesson from. <laughs> Not somebody who did something yeah. wonderful for you. This isn't Bruce this Wayne. This is someone who terrorized you. Exactly. Yeah. He killed your ex. You might hate her, <laughs> but he killed your daughter's mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a horrific thing. You know, just like son of a bitch. That guy. He got one over on me. <laughs> no, man. Oh well, what's for lunch? That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a good point. So he does that. Then we fade. And then we kind of like open up on Hugh Jackman and his daughter, and they're having breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "So where are we going now?" And apparently, they're like just touring the the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So, because I, I guess since you've gone through a traumatic experience, you no longer need it, schooling. No, well, no, not just you no longer need schooling, but I guess the the uh, the terms of your probation are lifted. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, all is forgiven. <laughs> like all is forgiven. You're all those years of hacking. You're okay you because for. it's not like he he did anything for the feds. No, he didn't give up any. Like he didn't turn states' evidence. In fact, you could yeah, you could argue he did the opposite. Like he he killed the uh, the 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 suspects. Yeah, and uh, probably damaged some property. Right on the way with that fucking missile. Launcher. But instead, he was awarded a truck and a trailer. Yeah, and here's your daughter. And here's your daughter. And at some point, like there's this weird vo, and I don't know if it struck you but as they're like starting to they get in the truck and they're starting to drive off she says don't worry dad it's okay we're gonna be all right and he goes i know what what does that mean added after the fact yeah like what does she mean by that what 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 is she talking about <laughs> the wisdom of, of children out of I the guess, mouths of babes like Joe. what the fuck is she talking about what i don't know uh, was there some worry was was he worried about it, it seems like he's gotten off okay it's, yeah that's true i don't know and then we fade to black. Yep. Then For we the open time. fucking back up. And now we're in what? Like the Cayman Islands or uh, something? Monte shit? Carlo. We're in Monte Carlo. And we open we go into a bank. Mm-hmm. And we we see a woman sit down and she wants to get all the the money out of her her account. Wonder who it could be. And it sounds like Halle Berry. Yeah, but she's wearing a blonde wig. It can't be her. It can't be her, but it is. It's mm-hmm. Halle Berry. She gets all the money out and she walks over to after she does that, she walks over to a boat where there's a, a, a gray haired old man. Right. Uh and uh and she gets on the boat and it dude just turns around and it's Travolta. Doesn't say a word. Nope. Just turns around, looks at her, and they drive. And I was hoping, so God, like, I, I, so hard, I was hoping that it was just him in his gold member costume. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want him to turn around and be like, hey, assholes. <laughs> like, that's all I could hear in my head. Was like, the only way that I would be happy with this movie ending. Uh, uh, and he didn't do that. Nope, but nope. He, it was the most awkward look. Like, he turned around, just looked at her. It wasn't like a, yeah. And just, and just they drove off Straight on a boat. faced. Which, okay, so. We're led to believe throughout this movie. What are we led to believe? Because my my last note on this movie was, what, what the, f- the fuck happened? Yes, this is what. What's I, the point right, of this movie? So I don't know that I understand it either. So help me piece it together. So John Travolta isn't actually the character that he's playing in this movie. He is though. No, he is. Uh, that see, that's what I got out of it. He is this black cell member. He was the member of this black cell organization. Oh yeah, yeah. He that part. worked for Senator Reisman. Yes, and Senator Reisman actually wanted that money. He was working right. in conjunction with the senator to get this money out. But they allude to the fact that the senator has been the one like changing his face and giving him different personalities, or at least funding it. Right. Yes. As part of that sen- organization, that, that the senator was trying to fund it to get, and the yeah. senator was like, "We need to pull out." And Travolta was like, "No, we're not pulling out. This is we're doing good works." And I, I, I think. I think that Travolta, I think Travolta, his character, I think was still hiding under the guise of this patriotism, but I think he actually just wanted out. Yeah. And was using any means necessary to get out from underneath. I'll buy that. And I think he kind of got, he, I think he's been working with the Holly Berry character this whole time 
to try to get if if she wasn't even the ringmaster. No, yeah, this I whole know. time I thought at one point she was gonna be you know she was the one kind of pulling the wool over everyone else's eyes, but still at the end she was a just. His right hand man, basically, right that but, we know of. So, <laughs> so, so they get the money, and and I I feel like, you know, the only reason they ended up getting Hugh Jackman was because they knew they were going to get they needed to get a new hacker. I think they oh, al- they already knew they already knew that that other hacker was was going to talk. He was he was already in bed with Reisman. Mm. That's and and I think that the uh, the passport was planted. Oh, you think so? I I think so. I'm well, that would make a little more I'm, sense. I'm, I'm pulling a Burnson right now and giving this movie a little <laughs> too much credit. I'm thinking yeah, maybe there was a little something cut cut from the movie. Why would they invite him? Well, I mean that's a convoluted attempt. If you're just trying to off this this other hacker, I think he's they're tying up loose ends with that. Hacker. Okay, but there's a cleaner way to, to do it than to invite him uh-huh. uh, to your country. Plant a fake passport on him, let him get caught, then let him almost escape, get recaught, and then kill him there in the police. Can't you just? We're talking about a movie where I know, a bus <laughs> flies through the sky. You're absolutely right, but it's just like go through the first steps, invite him to your country. Don't, forget the whole passport thing. Yeah, just, just bring let him, him your, come hang out at your club, like your you did with club. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and then close the curtains and fucking off him then. Or yeah, that didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense at all. I don't feel like they were trying to kill him. I feel like he, he got caught, and then they decided he had to go. I don't they know, man, to, because that whole second passport thing just seemed way too ridiculous. Again, and again, his nonchalantness. Yes. That's what I just invented. I, I think you invented it. It yeah. sounded good, though. Thank you. Um, I yeah, don't know what was happening. And and I think, it, for me, it's, it's less of a case of I want to know what was happening story-wise, and I just want to know what the point was, because right. nobody... Goes through an arc. There's no arc in this movie at all. Nobody changes from who they are at the beginning to who they are at the end. Other than a physical change, nobody changes. Everybody is exactly who they were Mm -hmm. at the end of the movie. And that's fucking horrible. That's boring. Even the bad guy doesn't get his comeuppance. No. And and this guy's doing some horrible things. We set him up early and it's like, and I even kind of like, oh, okay, there there he goes in the helicopter. Good. He's finally finally dead. Yeah. He tied up that loose end. Uh Uh-huh. And then he's still alive, and it's like, what am I? What is my takeaway from this movie? There's, there's nothing. You take nothing away from it, <laughs> and I still don't know. Like, so if John Travolta, why does he still look like John Travolta? <laughs> like when you when you change your identity and you have reconstructive, the idea is Joel. He shaved his soul patch, <laughs> and, and now he, he has gray he has hair gray instead hair of now. black. You're yeah. absolutely right. I'm sorry. That should be enough. I'm embarrassed for missing that. <laughs> it, I don't think it's there's kind of a mess. It is. It's a total mess. Or that, it's brilliant. And we just don't understand. And, and what was Swordfish? Swordfish was the actual. That, that was, was the the name of the, the account. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. At yeah, the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So again, inconsequential. Yeah. That's my, my final note. What the fuck was the point? Oh my god, I have a W2F in here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the subtitle of this uh, movie. Yeah, it was it, it was a mess. This movie was a mess. I don't. Uh, I, I don't think that I could recommend this at all. No, I uh, can't. It, you know, even even when it comes down to like, if from a pervy standpoint, even from Halle Berry's, if, Halle's if, Berry's, if you really want to see, if you want to see her topless, just go hit the internet and look up still shots. Yeah, because save yourself that hour and a half. Yeah, I I was about to say watch Monsters Ball, but that's but, not sexy. Man, that's not sexy. It's pretty it's man. Kind that's of not sad, sexy. Actually. That that scene where she's telling Billy Bob Thornton make me feel good. Oh, I know. It's so sad. But it's that's what makes so it great. Sad. That's how you do nudity right. This oh is my how you god! Do it wrong. It's, it's I mean it's such a it, it, that movie just tears your fucking heart out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what gets me about 
about Halle Berry because, man, she is a shitty actress. Like, she's really bad. You know, but, but I, she, I have seen her have these bright, shining moments of brilliance. I actually kind of liked her in this. She wasn't horrible. Uh, she thought, still wasn't good, though. No, but at least she wasn't playing Halle Berry. Like, I felt like she was doing a bit of a character. And I'm like, oh, okay. This seems a little more less Halle Because the, the Halle Berry I know today is kind of like stoic and reserved. Yeah. And, and all about the drama. And this chick was flippant. She was like, eh, whatever. She was she was using her sex, her, her sex appeal. Uh-huh. And um, she, was, she was more reminiscent of the Flintstones Halle Berry than... Uh, <laughs> Well, Catwoman. The, yeah, then Catwoman. Well, Catwoman's I, I can a bad see that. Example. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Uh, she. She is the, not my favorite thing about this movie. This definitely. Not. This definitely wasn't Halle Berry's worst outing. No. Um, you weren't impressed by her, though. Huh? I wasn't. I wasn't fully impressed. What's her by best her. outing? What do you? What do you like her in? Oh God. Um, well, Monsters Ball. I thought okay. she was. I yeah. thought she was fantastic in that. Um, I know it's tough. God, it is. It's really. It's not it's the X Men really movies. Tough. It's not the X Men movies. She's mm. really bad as Storm. Yeah, Mis- miscast. Uh. I really would have loved to have seen Angela Bassett play that role, dude. Yeah, Angela Bassett. Where is she? Is she needs to come back. She Tina would Turner, have been so good. Mm-hmm. Um, or Alfre Woodard. Alfred, I love me some Alfre Woodard. I don't know about Alfre Woodard as Storm. Yeah, I think she was a little. Well, too Well, at old. least she would be able to do the accent and stick with it. Halle Berry. God, I I didn't mind her so much as Jinx in that James Bond movie. Oh, okay. Uh, Die Another okay. Day. I I like Die Another Day as a Bond fan. I like Die Another Day because it's kind what? of like it's kind of like a best of album. Oh, as far as Bond movies go, uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to you like this. Okay, as as a full story in on its own, mm-hmm. it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. But when you look at the 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 parts that make up the the sum, mm-hmm. it's all of these great moments of past Bond films that they've tried to like yeah. kind of throw together in a blender. But, but for me, that's depressing because see, for me, it's not like I really, I really, I really enjoy a lot of like what they've thrown in there. I like what they've done. Uh, so for me, Die Another Day is like a bunch of really fun moments and yeah. not the best film, but no. a lot of fun moments. Like there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, OK, I'm going to watch this part really fast and then I'm going to go do this. Yeah. The part with the tanks. Yeah. The like, I, I like this. What I do like about it is it's the it's the one of the few Bond movies that opens up with a downer. We're like. Bond does not succeed oh, at the right. beginning, yeah. where it's like, oh shit, he got caught, and he's like tortured for a few years, yeah. and ooh, this, this starts off kind of dark. I like that. It's kind yeah. of intriguing. But Done. then but then from that point on, it's it's like, oof. Uh, it's, it's, I kind of, I, I don't mind it until we get to the Ice Palace at the end, where I was like, <laughs> yeah. where I'm like ooh. Now we're now back we're, in the Timothy Dalton era. And now we're, now we're, air, we're, we're windsurfing. The living daylight. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It's funny you should bring Bond up. Just this past weekend, I revisited uh, Skyfall again with the girl. We were watching that. Um, You say that, but everything you're describing about how it starts off with a downer beginning, like he fails mission and then he goes into seclusion, he's depressed, done much better, much grittier. In that movie, I just don't. I like still like Skyfall. it. I don't like. It's Skyfall. got a lot of good stuff, man. You should give it another shot. I don't like Skyfall. I, I've I've tried, man. All right, and I, I own it because I I I dig Bond. I'm a I'm a Bond yeah. fan. You excited and about Spectre? I am. I am excited about Spectre. I, and here's the thing: I do love. I love that this has become a Bond discussion. <laughs> I, I love that we we're going back to Bond roots. But that's the thing that kind of upsets me a little bit, and I think I kind of I bear a little bit of a grudge because I feel like. I feel like I feel like they're they're trying to turn their nose up at like what made Bond fun right. while at the same time trying to do classic Bond all over again. I get it. You know, and and that that 
that kind of makes me a little mad where I'm like, well, wait a minute. You have to be, you know, you have to be respectful of some of that stuff too. Um, but whatever. Uh, we're talking about swordfish here. <laughs> uh, I, I dug her as Jinx. I, I thought that she was a fun Bond girl. I, she was sexy. She's tough. Yeah. Um, she was way better than Denise Richards. I was going to say, she only looks good compared to Christmas Snow or whatever the fuck her name was. Christmas Jones. Oh, uh, Christmas Snow is from Three's Company. Yes. Chris, Chris <laughs> Chrissy Snow. Snow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I still, I, I couldn't recommend this movie. I, I couldn't. Are we still talking it's, about Living Daylights yeah, now? No, no, we're, st- we're talking about... <laughs> Living we were never talking about. We were never talking about that one. Talking about swordfish. Uh, no, no, I can't either. I, I can't. This this movie is a fucking mess. What made you pick this? Just out of curiosity. Uh, it was recommended by a listener. Oh, yeah. No, did they win a T-shirt or something? Nah, no. No, they win their own episode. Congratulations, own listener. Episode. <laughs> Congratulations. We've talked about your horrible movie. You've I ne- hope you're happy. Now. We will never. We will never pick one of your suggestions ever again. No, no, that's not true. Uh, th- I think this was good fun for our discussion. Yeah. Um, so what did Swordfish do right, Joel? I have a feeling we're, we're going to be on the same page here. Cinematography. Yep. Looks great. Yeah. It's a good looking movie. This is a fantastic looking movie. And I think that's that's got to be the only reason that it has a 60% with the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. There's, on, there's like one point in this. There's only, I think, that I can think of. There's only one part of this movie that looked like cringeworthy. Yeah. And it was when Vinnie Jones fell out of the back of that bus and they blew up. And that oh, CG effect, oh, that CG effect of the explosion. Anytime was there's horrible. a anytime there's a CG explosion, this was before they had kind of mastered it, and it yeah. looks it looks like uh, like it just goes up in a puff of smoke. Yeah, it looked like the Dire Straits "Money for Nothing" video. <laughs> it, kind of it, did. Was, it was a little rough. It happens a few times well, it, it, at the very beginning of that shot, that money shot, that three sixty degree shot when the woman blows up wearing yeah. the, uh, the the vest. It's the same thing. It's like uh, she just disintegrates. Yeah, and not in a good way. But other than that, it's is there a good way to disintegrate? It's so. Gorgeous, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just the colors and and I'm usually not too big on like a green filtered movie, and there's so much green filter going on in this, but it was so nice to look at. It was it pops, mm-hmm. uh, just really great. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. What do you think uh, this movie did wrong? <laughs> Everything else, yeah. no. Um, this the this, I know it's so basic, but the story you yeah. got to have a story. You've got to have what is ultimately there has to be a purpose to your film. Yes. And if it's just to have some popcorn fun, that's fine. But give me something to hold on to. And this movie, it, it's it's never a good sign when two guys who do a podcast about movies and watch a lot of films sit down after watching this, and we still don't know. We still don't understand the ending. We're not sure what was why anything happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we have a, a protagonist in Hugh Jackman, but there's absolutely nothing to relate yeah. to with that character. When I'm uh, cl- grasping to the theory that this is all done intentionally in a right. Fairhoven sort of way, uh-huh. and it probably wasn't, no. then uh, you failed, sir. We, I mean, it it feels like you know you you've opened up and you've got all this this talk about like movies and and uh, and Travolta talking about like comparing this. And the thing is, you 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 walk a dangerous line, my friend, when you open up a movie criticizing a classic like Dog Day Afternoon, because you are challenging the audience at that point. You know, I say again, you're challenging the audience at that point and saying, you know that movie? Well, we're about to top it. We're about to do better. Yeah. You better do that. Yeah, I know. You're uh, fucking calling yourself uh, out. Yes, because Dog Day Afternoon is fucking fantastic. Attica. You're talking about, you know, you're talking about Pacino at his best. You know, Travolta's not not bullshitting in that monologue where he talks about could be 
you know, one of Lumet's best films and, and Pacino at his best. It's a fantastic piece of cinema. And for this piece of shit <laughs> to drag that movie over the coals, yeah. how dare you? Yeah, you don't get to evoke the name no, of Al you, Pacino you don't. for Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, not at all. I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, Pacino in the movie Righteous Kill, go for it. Because that movie's a piece of garbage. But... But no, not not Dog Day Afternoon. And for you to keep on spouting all these different classic movies and to compare yourself to these, and and in such a weird, like disrespectful, tongue in cheek way, where you're like, yeah. you know, people, people, audiences love happy audiences endings. Love happy endings. Okay, stop, stop becoming, stop being self referential. Yeah, because it doesn't, it's not working for you. Yeah. Uh, there. There's that, and then there's the whole misdirection that you've thrown in from the halfway point all the way to the end, where suddenly you just start playing with the misdirection theme. It comes across, uh, you know, just uh, after the ha- ha- ham-fisted, yes, and 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 so so sloppy that that someone was like, "Well, we need to throw something in there to kind of clue the audience because it feels like we don't know what we're doing, and we kind of need to throw <laughs> something in there that makes us." Look like we kind of we've we've known what we're doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this no. is that f- that film student who, uh, when you ask him what his movie means, he says, "Well, what do you think? What it do you meant? think it meant? Yeah, I exactly. Hate you. Yeah, you wear your beret and smoke your long black cigarette. It's it's like that that artsy film student who was forced to put action sequences in his movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, that's that's I, I found it despicable, and that's absolutely what I thought this movie was was despicable. Uh, there was no point to it. There was no one that was even remotely identifiable uh, or relatable. It was a waste of time. After an hour and a half of watching this movie, uh, again, when you ask yourself immediately the question of what the fuck is the point, mm. that's that's dangerous. That Your movie should not force an audience, especially when it's an hour and a half action right. hacker movie. Yeah. You shouldn't have to ask yourself that. When the when the, the Stallone Judge Dredd movie makes more sense <laughs> than this, that is a fucking problem. Uh, all right, so if we were to remake this movie nowadays, uh, how would we do that, Joel? Should we even remake this movie? I think we should, and I've got a wonderful way to do that. Oh? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll kick it off. Okay. Uh, I have four casts, though. I just did the main cast. I've got six. Okay. I'm going to just go. I'm going to run right through Do it, mine. man. I love to hear it. Uh, first off... I'm not even going to try to play off some fucking ridiculous, dramatic, like, action spectacular. Mm-hmm. I'm making mine a comedy. Oh, I like that. Uh-huh. And uh, mine is going to be directed by Adam McKay. Oh. And I'm going to use a whole bunch of people that I have cast before in the past. Oh, no. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah. So starting things off, I'm going to start from the bottom and go up. Uh-huh. Uh, the Vinnie Jones character, Marco, yeah. going to be played by Danny Trejo. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm not bullshitting around. Machete. Uh-huh, Machete. In fact, we might just call him Machete. Call him as a character Machete, yeah. Uh, the senator, Senator Reisman, mm-hmm. Shepard, going to be played by David Koechner. Ooh, yeah. He's going to be out there fishing. Fly be fishing. Like, I'm going to be out fly fishing. <laughs> you know, I think we're going to have to shut this down. Uh, all right, the Don Cheadle character, yeah. Agent Roberts, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, Kevin Hart. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Coming back, uh, Ginger Knowles, the Halle Berry character, uh-huh. Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to get the final two here. Uh, going to start with Gabriel Shear, the Travolta character, played by Danny McBride. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. And pairing him up with the, the Hugh Jackman character, Stanley Jobson, Michael Sarah. Oh, see, I think you're going to go Will Ferrell. See, there you go. There's somebody who looks like a hacker, who looks That's like he right. sits, spent his youth behind a computer. And it was and very important to me. I was like, he needs to look like a fucking hacker. Thank you. And I, I totally want... 
Uh, you know, and, and I would probably keep almost all the dialogue for Travolta's character the same for Danny McBride, where he'd be like, just make it "Man, Hollywood films are bullshit." Yep. <laughs> you know, just I want to just see Danny McBride deliver that whole fucking movie That'd the same fucking doing way. the Jesus pose, sticking yes. out of the convertible with the guns that whole on either thing, side. And, and you know what? You think about it, it's like Hilarious. that whole movie now works it's with funny. Danny McBride as this character. Oh, that's a great remake. I didn't go that route. I'm, I'm kind of. I want this. I want to. I want a tabula rasa, clean yes. slate. We're gonna start over, pretend this didn't exist, we're going to do this movie right, uh-huh. we're going to get some people who know what they're doing in it. Uh, so I only did the four, the, the four leads, Don Cheadle, Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman and John Travolta. Uh, Don Cheadle, how about Jamie Foxx? He's a heavy, uh, he does does good drama, he does That's action. Good. That's good. Uh, he can play that role. Uh, Halle Berry, going on a little on a limb here, I'm not sure she can she can do this kind of role, but I'd love to give her a shot. I'd like to see Aisha Tyler. She'd, oh, nice. Yeah. She'd be basically playing her role from Archer. Lana! Yeah, she could even wear the same miniskirt. I'd be down with that. Uh, and then for our, our two leads, <sighs> I want to go Joe Golev. I want to go Joe Golev in the Hugh Jackman role it's because okay. he could look went, like a hacker. I, I brought Kevin Hart back out. He could, but uh, I, I, I <gasps> veered. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Timothy Oliphant. Wow. Uh, somebody who played a bit of a hacker in that uh, Die Hard movie, yes. the one that you hate. Yes. Uh, but this time I'm going to make him the good guy because he has to be old enough to have like had a kid and he has to do some of this physical stuff. Uh-huh. I'm not saying Joe Golev couldn't, but uh, I go to that well one too many times. Um, but it really doesn't matter because um, the star of this movie, the John Travolta role, Somebody who I, I like seeing him. Uh, I don't know that he's ever been like a full-on bad guy. Uh-huh. Um, the the most antagonistic character I think I've seen him play uh, is in Fight Club when Brad Pitt was Tyler Durden. Nice. So picture uh, the Tyler Durden type character in the John Travolta role, kind of doing bad. over the top, just chain smoking like a motherfucker throughout <laughs> the entire thing. Uh, and all this directed by uh, somebody who you know, if we had the original cast, the original X Men cast. Here's somebody who knows how to do uh, uh, work with those actors and do twists in movies at the end of movies. Kaiser uh, Sozin. Yeah, a little Brian Singer, the aforementioned Brian Singer. Just, to, uh, just make sure there aren't any young boys on the set. You know what? Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, he was cleared of those accusations. How dare you, sir? The great Brian Singer. That's a good recast. Brought us our best X-Men movies. I like that. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, I, I would like to see both of those made, by no, the way. I want to see fucking Danny McBride <laughs> in that Travolta role, dude. In fact, like, if they did ever did like the MTV Movie Awards, whenever they do like the, the remakes, <laughs> yeah. I just want them to go back to the oh, well. Like hilarious. Danny McBride in Swordfish. We go to him a lot. We may have to start retiring him. No, we can't. He's, he's, he's the Joe Golev of comedy. He's Danny McBride and Kevin Hart. <laughs> they're, my, they're my go-tos. I love them Listen, so much. Listen, if I can't do Mila Kunis and Joe Golev, all right, I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, we, we have to keep them on. We can't oh, retire them. Christ, Joe. Th- we can retire this movie, please? Can we at least do <laughs> yes, that? Yes, we're retiring this movie. If you have any thoughts uh, about Swordfish or our recasting of it, if there's anything that we missed uh, that you've been <laughs> screaming at the podcast going, but you didn't bring up this, you didn't yeah. talk about the golf balls or whatever, uh, you go ahead and talk about that on our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, put the editing bay in the search bar, look for the person with the bleeding eyes, like Joel rubbing his <laughs> eyes right now. I'm really tired. After dude. thinking about Swordfish. Uh, look for the woman with the bleeding eyes, that's us, and uh, that's where you could reach us and talk about your thoughts about this movie or any movie. Uh, that we've talked about in the past, or if you have any suggestions about movies that we should talk about in the future, uh, that is where you could lay down your suggestions. We also have a, uh, a website, right, Joel? We sure do. Please, folks, bookmark the uh, our, our website. I was about to say the. No these, just editingbay.com. Go to editingbay.com. That's that's our, our home base. We're going to be doing a bit of a revamp here in 2015 on that website. So keep your eyes peeled on that bookmark it. Uh, you can also follow us on other social medias like Twitter, where you can follow us 
at the editing bay. Uh, ooh, I just reminded myself I have to take a picture for this week's uh, tweet. Oh, God, take a picture of Jeff. I should. Yeah, because yeah, he's enthralled. Because he, he's he, wearing the T-shirt. He, oh, he's wearing the T-shirt. There you go. That's exactly what I'll do. You follow our Twitter handle, you'll be able to see it, at yes. the editing bay. Uh, also, uh, if you get us on iTunes, your podcasting app, one thing that you could do that's very valuable uh, go ahead and give us a, a please take a picture. Go ahead and give us a review. Five star rating would be awesome, and a, and a review that would be so wonderful. Not just for the editing bay, uh, but for all of our shows. You know, if you could do that for uh, for Jeff and Sam for my comic life, love it, uh, and also for uh, for Danny and Matthew at Most Valuable Podcast. Mm-hmm. What's really cool going on with them? They have a a giveaway that they're doing. If you do uh, if you write a review for them in the next uh, in the next week uh, up to WrestleMania that's going to be happening this Sunday uh, they're going to be picking a random review what? and uh, that person is going to win a special Macho Man Randy Savage action <gasps> figure because the Macho Man is being inducted into the WWE Hall yeah, of Fame this weekend about that. Uh, so we're going to be giving away an action figure of the Macho Man to one lucky uh, review writer. Joe, can uh, participants in the editing bay or in uh, the Next Wave Radio uh, personalities <laughs> named, named Joel Burton? I'm just yeah, hypothetically, if I were to uh, or one were to uh, enter this contest, or my are there rules that <laughs> apply for em- me? Em- employees of the Next Wave Radio Network. <laughs> there you go. Are uh, are ineligible. Uh, but so please, yeah, go Paul ahead and verboten. show show some love to uh, to all of our Next Wave Radio Network shows. We would really appreciate that. Um, also, uh, if you don't have an iPhone, we uh, we've also got Jeff. Can you get on the mic and uh, and tell us about this uh, this uh, this app that like Android users can use? Yeah, is uh, if you uh, if you don't have an iOS device, you can get on your Android device and go to the Google Play Store and just type in uh, iTunes Podcast, and you'll get several third party uh, apps that pop up. And what these uh, apps do is they search the iTunes library for you so you don't have to have an account, and then they bring it to you so you can listen on your Android device. Uh, some some um, some apps that I know you can definitely find our shows on would be Podcast Attic, uh, Pocket Cast, and Podcast Republic. Those three apps I know for sure you can find us on there. And what they do is they just search the iTunes library and then pull it up and you can subscribe just that easily. Awesome. Thank you so cool. much. All right, cool. So uh, make sure you get that information and uh, and write it down, whatever, and listen to all of our wonderful Next Wave radio shows. Uh, Joel, what are we watching next week? Well, Joe, uh, seeing Halle Berry's tits this episode <laughs> made me think a lot about boobs and breasts in general, uh, and it made me want to want to want to harken back, reach back, way way uh, to to an era, the seventies, for a film that was actually set in the fifties that I have never seen. And I feel like it, it's been uh, sadly missing from my, my oeuvre. Is this, is this one of those movies you got for your birthday? It is the movie I got oh, for my birthday. Yes. Porky's, the original Woo! Porky's. I've never seen this movie, Joe. Have, have you, you not seen Porky's? Nope. Oh my God, I, I, like, I was raised on this. And see, that's the problem. I was not 17 when this movie came out, and uh, it, was, it was never. These eyes have not seen the glory of Porky's. Wow. So, but by this time this n- next week, they will. I think you're going to have some fun, man. All right, so uh, that's, the, that's the movie for next week. You guys, your mission, if you choose to accept it, <laughs> yes. and you must, is to, to get out there and either refresh your memory when it comes to Porky's mm. or get out there and see it for the first time uh, next week. Porky's right here on the Editing Bay. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Joe. Joel, it was uh, a pleasure. Catch you guys next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.